0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to Crime Science. In this podcast, we explore the science of crime and the practical application of this science for loss prevention and asset protection practitioners, as well as other professionals.
1: Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Crime Science, the podcast from the LPRC. And this is our latest in our weekly update series. Uh, Happy New Year to everyone. Um, And here we go. Um, What we're doing is catching up... uh, from the last week and a half, and uh, there's a whole lot going on out there. Uh, I'll be joined by Tony D'Afrio and Tom, me and our producer, Diego Rodriguez. And um, there have been some active shooting incidents uh, that turn out to be mass shootings uh, in a couple of malls and a couple of other, other locations in the U.S. Uh, over the last few days. Uh, from the best I can tell right now, those uh, are involving their surrounding uh, the facts are in this case uh, looks like dispute resolution um, between individuals which is uh, from you look at the data overwhelming reason for most mass or shootings including active shooter situations so um, we'll stay tuned to those um, and we'll talk for just a minute about uh, what we're doing uh, again with the kickoff uh, event that we've got coming up on January 17th, uh, hosted by AT&T and uh, Business, and it'll be at the uh, up there at Hudson Yards in New York City, just following the NRF Big Show. Um, full lineup, uh, I'll go through next week the exact agenda. Uh, we're pretty much booked solid on that. It looks like from the participation and attendance level, very excited about all that. Uh, our team will also be participating in multiple panels on RFID uh, on. Uh, using mapping at the different micro, meso, and macro level scales Uh, will be another panel. We've got a panel that we're going to be working on uh, with NVIDIA and Lenovo and others looking at AI in retailing, particularly in asset protection and loss prevention. Um, It will be three of those so far. Corey also is participating on one uh, with Google and other players that'll be pretty exciting as well. We'll update again on some more details coming up uh, as soon as we've got much more information. Um, but we'll be out and about uh, New York through that, from that 12th to 17th period. It'll be the longest time that our team has been on on site during these events uh, because there's so much going on and so much that needs to get done. Uh, in the meantime, the planning for the upcoming Ignite, which is our board advisors again and our uh, LPRC Innovate Advisory Panel, of which we'll have, it looks like, six new corporate members in addition to the 36 retail corporations. Uh, That planning goes on. People are enrolling for that. That is, again, as a reminder, February 28th in Gainesville. The following day, on the 29th, we've got the Integrate event, which is our, in this year, our active shooter, mass shooter uh, exercise involving multiple federal, state, and local law enforcement agencies plus fire rescue um, so we'll provide a lot more detail on that coming up as well uh, but it will be uh, i think unprecedented in what's going on how it's going to happen and just as critically what that exercise is going to lead to as far as throughout 2024 a whole series of breakdowns as we've mentioned before so uh, a lot going on here in Gainesville as we get ready for an amazing 2024 uh, to work on partnerships and beyond. With no further ado, I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to Tony D'Aufrio. Tony, if you could take it away.
2: Happy New Year everybody at the loss prevention uh, research council. Uh, Reed, thank you very much for all those great updates. Uh, this week I want to focus on the article that I just published under the the year 2024, including what it actually means and what are some of the resolutions that we have as a population in the United States. Actually, 2024 has been on my mind a lot, um, possibly because it is beginning a new year and sometimes we think of new year resolutions, but also because I was actually born on the 24th day of the month of one month this year, and I won't say which one, so the number 24 is old special meaning for me. So, and each year we do think about these um, resolutions and what should we set, set new year resolution. And interesting that uh, a YouGov survey found that just over a third of USA adults plan to make new year resolutions or specific identifiable goals for 2024. Uh, the folks under 20, years old are the most likely to do it, 52%, followed by the 30 to 44 year olds, 44%. Older people don't seem to care that much anymore. Uh, Only 27% of 45 to 64 year olds make those year year end resolutions or goals and only 18% of people 65 age or older. Interesting, the top five New Year resolutions for 2024 for Americans are, number one, saving money, number two, be happy, number three, exercise more, number four, improve physical health, and number five, eat healthier. And this idea of preparing for the new year is not a new uh, idea, it's been around for all of history. In fact, uh, you might find it interesting that the month of January, is named after the god of the Roman god, Janus. And Janus was the god of, for the Romans of uh, beginnings and transitions. He presided over passages, doors, gates, and endings as well between peace and war. He was actually uh, depicted as uh, having two older faces, one looking forward to the, uh, the past and one looking forward to the future. So Think of two faces united, one looking one way and one looking the other way, and it was a wise old man basically doing both things. So, before we jump into some other interesting stats about 2024, you know what's so special about the number 24? And again, I was born on the 24th, so I never really researched the meanings or potential meanings of the number 24. So, here are Some fun facts about the number 24. There are, of course, 24 hours in a day. In a complete day, the earth rotates 24 degrees on its axis. 24 is the number of carats in 100% pure gold. The standard for film projections at your local movie theater is 24 frames per second. The average person takes 12 seconds to count to 24. In Roman numerals, the number 24 is written as XXIV. The total number of human chromosomes is 46, but a set of 24 is passed down from each uh, parent. Two dozen roses or 24 symbolizes that you think about that special person 24 hours a day. There are 24 edges on that popular Rubik's uh, Cube puzzle. Every day, twenty-four seconds. Uh, every day, every twenty-four seconds, a new baby is born in the world. Uh, twenty-four is the atomic number of chromium, a steely gray uh, metal used in stainless steel, leather tanning, and other industrial applications. Twenty-four is a factorial number, and I didn't know what that is. And it really, it's a number that involves multiplying a series of decreasing numbers. So, in other words, four times three, times two, times one, all decreasing number equals 24. There are 24 letters in the Greek alphabet. There are 24 points uh, in the backgammon game board. Uh, In 1851, uh, Gerhard Lang, a printer from Stuttgart, Germany, created the first known advent calendar, and it was made of cardboard with 24 doors, one for each day of the month leading up to Christmas and the original version behind each door with a small picture or verse. In both Chinese and Japanese culture, the year is split in 24 blocks or 15 days. If you need more indications on the number 24, in numerology, 24 represents family, harmony, idealism, and companionship. There is also the desire for long-term security. The number 24 is a great diplomat who tends to use a sensitive uh, cajoling to mitigate differences and restore and keep harmony. So interesting about the magic and potential of the number 24 for 2024. Also interesting on the importance for 2024, it is a leap year, so we're going to have 29 days in February, which is different, but it's also a very important Chinese uh, year for the uh, zodiac calendar. There are 12 animals that appeared in the uh, zodiac calendar uh, in the fifth century when it was created and it's an ancient cultural belief system considered to be a tool for deciding one's uh, destiny. During the Han dynasty to the king dynasty the great and powerful dragon was associated with emperors as a way to show rulers have been divinely chosen. 2024 is the lucky year of the dragon so that's the most powerful symbol in the zodiac calendar if you were born in any of these years you are a dragon 1916 1928 1940 1952 64 1976 1988 2000 and 2012 so every 12 years you get the dragon back basically so in traditional chinese culture the dragon symbolizes power, nobleness, honor, luck, and success. Uh, and it is a supernatural being with no parallel for talent uh, uh, or excellence. So it is the zodiac symbol. So it's going to be a lucky year in terms of the Chinese calendar in the zodiac signs. And for these other uh, symbols, it will be a lucky year in the zodiac. So monkeys, uh, roosters, and pigs, and I was actually born in the year of the pig, and my luck is actually, when I read it, it was very interesting, especially as it relates to my career, since I made some major changes uh, this year. So those are some interesting facts about 2024 in terms of resolutions, in terms of the number 24, and in terms of the Chinese zodiac calendar, but... Recall back what I said about Janus, Uh, you know, you can look, you can look back and look at the history of the last year, but ultimately last year and history in general cannot be changed. So I would encourage everyone to look forward to the future, what's in front of you for all of that really has not been written. And maybe uh, setting new year resolution is a place to start. So remember that you are in control of what happens next and can craft really the destiny that you wanted or dreamed about and really that applies to me in fact when i read this especially as it applies to the numerology uh, my name my last name Benofrio, translates somewhere in old languages to son of a peacemaker which implies in uh, historically that my family had a lot of ambassadors in it so maybe there's something in numerology of being a diplomat and as i said according to the chinese zodiac calendar i'm gonna have a very lucky year so i'm looking forward uh, to it so i really did have an amazing 2023 uh really uh, finishing up one ceo role and starting an even bigger role celebrating my father's life and legacy writing and publishing my first book which is now available for sale on amazon and really growing engagements with all of you around the world so it's been an amazing year so i wish you all a healthy healthy safe and prosperous new year thank you for listening to this podcast and in my native italian as i said in the article that i published i wish you let's raise a toast the next time you have a glass of wine and say in italian salute which really means to your health so happy new year and now over to you tom
0: Uh, Well, thank you, Tony, and thank you, Reed, and Happy New Year, everybody. This is uh, the first episode of Crime Science post-New Year, so hopefully everybody had a healthy, happy New Year and uh, got some time with the family, and wow, it it has been probably a whirlwind of events in the last couple of weeks around the geopolitical landscape and wanted to spend just a little bit of time about geopolitical risk and tie it back to some things we should be aware of here in retail. Uh, We have conflict in the Red Sea. We have conflict all over um, the world or potential conflict when you think about what's going on in Israel um, and that conflict and then some of the things that occurred this week where there have been uh, suicide bombings in Iran, bombings in Lebanon, uh, and then you have a lot of activity in in, in port cities that not necessarily we receive things in, but that are used to transport um, throughout the Middle Eastern uh, parts of the world, as well as when you think of some of the interesting things that are occurring in Asia, and the Asia-Pacific market with China and Taiwan, and for the first time in in as long as I think recorded history, there are more naval fleet ships out and about than we've seen, so when, when you think about that, and you think about what the potential impact is there um, for boats and for transport, we definitely need to keep an eye on the supply chain world And also, we need to keep an eye on uh, additional civil disturbance that will occur. Uh, I'm sure uh, everybody who is listening has seen a lot of the protests globally. (coughs) Certainly in New Year's, there were protests, uh, uh, pro-Palestine, pro-Israel protests in Boston, New York City, Los Angeles, um, and of varying different sizes in varying different cities. Uh, Boston was a very large protest. New York City was. Um, although I think it was largely contained, and a lot of these events garner conflict uh, with folks and protests and civil unrest, so definitely, definitely something to work uh, look at through the fusion net here at the Los Princen Research Council because there's an, a, a definite heightened level of things that are occurring. Not to mention that there have been numerous warnings of lone wolf and terror attacks throughout the globe on Western. Uh, countries, so uh, Western countries. So we really, really need to keep our eyes open and, and be aware of what is potentially to come. And I think that when we think about all of these things together, we need to be realistic about what our slight, uh, potential supply chain disruption is. And then when you add in the Suez Canal and some other things that are occurring in the supply chain world, with um, you have. Uh, it's kind of the perfect storm of potential supply chain disruption around geopolitical risk. So certainly don't want to start the, the first podcast of the year off with doom and gloom, but it's definitely something to be aware of and something that we want to look at um, and, and stay in tune with. On the cybersecurity and risk front, um, We there had been a kind of rash of ransomware and cyber incidents, incidents. Uh, most of which we've covered in the past, so I don't want to uh, bring up a, a lot of them, but I think throughout the holiday, there had been some updates around some of these cyber instances 20, that, that really in 2023 that really will carry into 2024, and as opposed to getting into some of the specifics, we really saw a very, very heightened level of attack on utilities, retailers, financial institutions, and supply chains. And I I don't have the specific numbers here, but uh, certainly in an upcoming podcast, I'll talk about some of those increases. Uh, And some of that is due to targeted approaches. Uh, Some of it is government-backed. And some of it has to do with actually the advancement uh, in, in artificial intelligence and the ability or the speed and agility that attacks can occur. So I think (laughs) <laughs> excuse me, absolutely something um, to keep an eye on. And as always, you know, uh, stay vigilant when it comes to cybersecurity and, and cyber awareness. And there, there are a lot of simple things that we all can do. I, I, I won't get into my normal spiel here, but patch and upgrade your phones and systems. That's a, the first line of defense that will really help get some of that low-hanging fruit attacks out there. Uh, and then just I'm going to wrap up today relatively quick around AI news. Um, you, you may have heard that uh, the, you have um, the Wall Street Journal uh, formally uh, taking OpenAI or ChatGPT's parent company to court to, you know, uh, claiming copyright infringement and unfair use of their data. Um, the timing of this is very interesting because it, it's at the same time as Google released a new um, version of their generative AI engine. And I think that what I would say here is I would believe... That the venture that we're going to see more of these type of lawsuits. Uh, the Associated Press was the first recognized news agency that actually worked out an agreement um, with OpenAI to have a monetary exchange for data. Uh, and for those of you that uh, you know haven't heard this us talk about this before, OpenAI's ChatGPT had basically consumed data on the internet, and it is the lar- one of the largest data sets that were available of. What what was on the internet, and that that was what encompassed it. So one of a lot of these agencies are saying, "Hey, that's our data. You can't use it without our permission." And then additionally, the claim from the Wall Street Journal, the allegation was that um, the ChatGPT was replicating near you know exactly nearly the same data so basically what chat does it's a large language model that predicts what someone need, needs or wants so it might take a story and summarize it and use bits and pieces but theoretically it's not going to copy word for word and then there becomes this gray area if i change keywords but say the same thing and it, the source is the same what does that mean for copyright so that's something we're going to need to keep an eye on um, additionally, in the last couple of weeks, Google introduced Gemini, which is their later, later version of their generative AI as a competitive product to chat And I would cur- encourage everybody to take a look at Gemini. And it's interesting because a lot of news media reports that were out talked about how Gemini was just a slight percentage better in 9 out of 12 tests that it took versus chat 4 and what i would argue is one or two percent better on an mcat an lcat or a very sophisticated test is a significant delta of increased quality and i, I think uh, it's easy to read an article and go like oh so what it, it scored one percentile higher but when you think of the magnitude of what that means on some of these uh, tests and tricks it's pretty wild. Um, And I would say that, as I always say, if you're not using generative AI today, go out there and experiment with it, Um, understand it, learn it. It will change uh, what we do in the future. And with that, Again, a very, very happy, happy, healthy New Year to all of our listeners. I'm excited uh, to get out there in the field and see you. Uh, LPRC's kickoff is is coming up in just uh, two weeks from the, the the time that you will hear this, and I hope to see each and every one of you out in the field. Thank you.
1: All right. Well, thanks so much, Tony, for all that information, and of course, Tom. Uh, there's there is a lot going on that we've got to pay attention to. Uh, we've got wars. We've got a lot of antisocial behavior. Um, we've got a lot of problems that are taking place clearly in the retail environment as a result of that and more. So at LPRC, we're dedicated to moving on. We've got our new team members. Uh, They've spent good quality time training with us, helping us plan 2024. Uh, so we will update on everything that we can as soon as we can. So stay safe and stay in touch.